progress. Okay, so we're up to the beginning of Gimel and Aleph, just to review what we're talking about. So the Mishnah said that if a Shliach brings a get from outside of Eretz Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael, he can't just deliver it. He has to deliver it and he has to declare, I was there for the writing, I was there for the signing. So he actually has to be there for the writing and the signing. It's a special additive. Now, why is that necessary? So you have a machlegis, Rabbah and Rava. Rabbah says the reason is because outside of Israel, they were not particular with Lishma, with writing it for the right reason. So when he says, I was there for the writing, I was there for the signing, they're going to ask. It's like, it's like an opening to a conversation. They're going to ask, hey, was it written for this woman? And he's going to say, yes. Okay. Rava says that's not the reason. Rava says it's very simple. If you don't, if, if, if you deliver the get from Lebanon and a year later the husband starts questioning whether it's a valid get, she's going to have to start corroborating it by proving that the witness has actually signed it, which means she's going to have to get Adim that recognize the signatures from Lebanon, which is a big headache and it's not hard and it's going to cause women to be agunas because they're going to be stuck. So therefore they made it that when the guy delivers it, he just says, I was there for the writing, I was there for the signing, and I recognize the signatures. Okay. I so, well, it's not an essence about Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlar, it's regardless. It's either because it's a distance or it's because it's because they didn't know the halachas. Not like right, right, and the halachas so that's just an interesting thing because you could. Bavel, they were pretty firm in Bavel, right? We're not talking about Bavel. We haven't mentioned Bavel yet. I think Bavel might be different. Bavel might be different. So, okay, so the last thing we said yesterday, let's analyze Rabbah for a second. Rabbah says the reason is because when you're outside of Israel, they didn't know the halachas of Lashma. He's going to say that it was written Lashma. We haven't said Bavel yet. I haven't said the word Bavel yet. So we're going to go with what we said. I don't know the halacha. I, I know as much as I've said. I, I, I'm not like, I don't know the laws of Gittin. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, but I think Bavel is different. I think Bavel is different. We said Chutz Laretz Yisrael. I think I saw from the Mepharshim and the Mishnai is that Bavel is different. But we'll get to it. Um, so Rabbah, according to Rabbah, just, just to quickly point this out. So Rabbah says the guy's going to deliver it and say that it was written Lishma. So that means that he's a single witness testifying that this get was written for the right intention. The Gemara says, where do we find a precedent? So he said, Eid Echad is Neman B'Yisurim. But then the Gemara said, but wait a minute, Eid Echad is only Neman B'Yisurim when, when you're not overriding a Chazaka, a status quo, over there, like a piece of meat. You don't know whether the meat's not kosher or not. So he could say that it's kosher, fine. It's not like you know that it's pork and he's saying it's not pork. Over here, the woman is married. He's making it that she's basically going to become divorced. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a power we don't find. So the Gemara says the truth is, it's biblically not required. Why? Because really, outside of Israel, the majority know Lishma. This is for a tiny percentage that maybe 2% of the Sofrim don't know. So for that, the rabbis wanted him to say it, but because the whole thing is a far-fetched rabbinic requirement, Akilu be'rabana but for Aguna purposes, we're going to trust him. So I just wanted to point out, I probably should have done this yesterday. The Gemara just at this point says, the Gemara is saying, so right now, because he's a single witness, but he's believed to avoid Aguna issues. The Gemara just wants to clarify, if this single witness, it, it could be it's Pasha, the Gemara just wants to speak it out. This single witness comes and says that this get was written Lishma. We believe him. What if the husband then disagrees with him? The only way this works is if we still believe him. Because if the husband is able to override him, you're back to your original problem, right? The whole point, right? The whole point is that we want him to valid, to be able to make this get valid. If the husband is then able to disagree with him and, and cancel each other out, 
you're back to your original problem. So the Gemara just speaks it out. The Gemara says, Hai kulahu chumrahu. I'm sorry? But the husband's not there. It's True, but I'm saying, but the point is, if conceptually the husband down the line can come and question it, well, then it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't help you at all. On the contrary, it, 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 it kind of actually makes it worse. I'll tell you why. Because if you, if you like, then she's sort of going to become comfortable and she's going to like rely on it. Like if you tell her without this, that you just need two witnesses to make sure that it was written Lishma, she'll just make sure there's two witnesses. But now you tell me one's enough, but then she's going to be like, okay, well, I did my part. And then if a year later, the husband can come and say like, that wasn't written Lishma. And now we're going to be like, well, one against one, they cancel each other out then it's, it's not helpful at all. Like, if you're going to give me an Eitzah, give me an Eitzah. So the Gemara speaks it out. Isn't this a Chumra? Why? Because if not for this Mishnah, I would just say she has to get two people. Then the husband can't question it. She'll do everything she can. It'll be hard, but once she gets two people to back it up, then she's good. But But in this scenario, what if the husband comes a year later and questions it? Doesn't it cancel each other out? And then, then it's even worse because then, like, she thinks she, like, she, she, she sort of, like, lets her guard down because she's like, I got the one witness. Why do I have to do anything else? And then the husband comes a year later. It's even worse now. So the Gemara says, the Gemara basically is going to speak out. When, when this guy, single witness, says that it was written Lishma, he's believed even over the husband. So that, that's it. He is believed. The Gemara says, why? How many witnesses does... This shliach comes with the get. So we said he has to say, he has to declare that. In front of how many? How many does he have to declare it in front of? So it's a machlokas. No, it's a machlokas. Rav Yochanan Rav Chanina. Chanan Bifnei Beis, Vechanan Bifnei Gimel. Either in front of two or in front of three. What's the... He has to say, either in front of two witnesses or in front of three. The point is, either Edim or Bezdin. Fine. The point is, says the Gemara... There is a chazaka, there's a concept that people don't like to lie and embarrass themselves in public. Meaning, so you have the fact that the rabbi said one witness is enough. I, what if the husband comes to disagree? The answer is, we don't listen to the husband. Why? It's one against one. The answer is, it's not just one against one. He's going to embarrass himself in front of three people by saying it was written l'shma. People don't want to do that. So anytime you have like a slight svara to believe one over the other, because this whole thing is only rabbinic, and it's to avoid agunas, one guy is believed even against the husband. That's the point. That's the little bow on Rabba's view. because when he's actually fulfilling his and giving her the gift... And, and saying, saying that it was written and he's saying it was and he has to say it in front of three people, it's embarrassing to lie. This is the first time people are saying that it has to be in front of Adam, right? Correct, correct. Because yeah, if it's not in front of witnesses, if it's just like he has to say it to the woman herself, then it's like, well, he might not care about lying in front of one right. person. But two, three people, now you get a reputation of a liar, and, and people don't want to people don't want to have that reputation, and therefore there's a chazaka that what he's saying is true. Yeah. So you put this all together, that's what Rabba's view is. So Rabba's view in summation in 10 seconds is that because really everyone deep down knows, the, the Sofram know that it has to be written Lishma. It's for the 10% concern. For that, the rabbi said, we'll believe the one guy and we'll believe him even over the husband because he's not going to embarrass himself in front of a couple people. Fine. That's Rabba. Now we have to have the almost the exact same conversation for Rava. Because Rava also said, what was Rava's opinion? Rava's opinion is that we're afraid that... Normally, when there's a document, right, if you have a loan document that has witnesses and you, and you, and whatever, you come and you're like, that's fake. 
So I have to now prove that it's real. How do I prove that it's real? I have to bring witnesses that recognize the handwriting. I have to bring two witnesses that recognize the handwriting. So says Rava, the reason why we make the aid say is he's going to bring a get from Lebanon. Husband, year later, is going to say, that's not a real get. Those witnesses are, it's, it's a forge. It's a forgery. So she's going to have to get, now get people from Lebanon who recognize the handwriting. It's a big headache. It's very difficult. So therefore, the rabbis instituted, let the one guy come, and he'll say that it was written in front of me. And he'll say that these, obviously, he means that these witnesses are not forgery. He's not saying, he's not claiming it's a forgery. So he's saying that the witnesses are good and will believe him. So it's the same problem. You're believing one guy when you normally need to. So the Gemara says... How does it really work if, if, if uh, the get is given and the Pesach is your divorce... How can you really come like six months or a year later and say, no, it's... It's, it's only, well, the psak is only because assuming the divorce is accurate. No, then, if the know, divorce is a forgery... Can, no, someone else can come up with a chumrah and this and that. True, well, that's why, it, well, it, it would only be an issue if it was a real problem with the guy. We're going to see on Ahmed Bey's similar type of situations. But, listen, you've got you to figure out whether it's, it's accurate or not. So... Rava, well, we'll see an Ahmed base. I think it'll help. Rava Omar, The Gemara says, according to Rava, this single witness is saying that, that I recognize the, the signatures. You should need two. In general, when you want to, to validate a document and say that the, that the signatures were not forgeries, you need two people to do this. So where do we find one? So the Gemara says, The precedent of one person being believed is So the Gemara says the same thing we said yesterday same problem that the question is that that over here the woman is a married woman so you're trying to take her away from her status as a married woman you should need to and it's a it's related to marriage which you always need to so why is one witness believed so the Gemara says similar to what we said yesterday this requirement is not really a requirement biblically. Meaning, you're assuming that this document, if the husband claims it's a forgery, that means that biblically we're not sure whether it's a good get. And this witness is coming and saying it's a good get. That means that he, as a single witness, is making a, a, a document valid on a biblical level. The answer is that's not true. The truth is, on a biblical level, even if the husband questions this document, we don't assume him biblically to be a concern. Why? Because you have Rish Lakish's opinion. There's a chazaka that people don't want to forge their names. Meaning... If you have a document that has witnesses on it, on a biblical level, you're supposed to believe that it wasn't forged. Because the average person would not want to be involved in a forgery. So every kiyum, every, every um, validating of documents is a rabbinic concept. On a biblical level, if you have a Jewish person's name on a document, for you to assume that it's, it was made up and it was a forgery, that's not a concern on a biblical level. It's like it's Eidos, the loy finish. Rashi says no person would have a chutzpah to make a forgery with people's names that can be proven to be false. So therefore, on a biblical level, you never need to, to, to prove a document to be accurate if someone claims that it's, that it's a forgery. It's all rabbinic. And in, meaning, so the rabbi said you need two witnesses. For Aguna, you rely on one. And it's Mamash, the same grammar we had yesterday. And it has to be that when the rabbi said you rely on one, even if the husband were to then question, we would still believe him over one, because if not, you don't gain anything. 
because you have an additional concept that a person doesn't want to embarrass himself in public. So it's mamish the same gemara. It's a similar concept that this whole thing is only rabbinic, and for aguna purposes, they're going to be lenient. Is, the, is Shakratari the gemara? The gemara says, "I ate chanem resurim." That's the gemara's first answer. And the gemara says, "There's a chazaka." Is it there's a chazaka or is it davar shabayar? Both. The rishonim, the rishonim make it sound like it's two points. First of all, there's a chazaka, and in addition, it's related to marriage. Because that's how the Gemara reads. Correct, but the, the Rishonim said that you need both components. Okay. So the Gemara says, So really, you have a chazaka that people don't want to make forgeries. So the whole thing is only rabbinic, to, 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 to prove that a document was not a forgery. For It's a rabbinic stringency to prove that the witnesses are actually the witnesses. And therefore, for Aguna purposes, the rabbis were lenient. So the Gemara says the exact same question that we started today's daf. Now it has to be Haikulahu Chumru. Wait a minute. If the husband were to then claim it's a forgery, if it would cancel each other out, it's even worse. Over here, she's going to rely on this one guy. She's going to let her guard down, and it's going to be a problem if the husband were to to disagree with him. The answer is, how many people does he say, how many people? Either two or three. People, there's a chazaka, they don't want to embarrass themselves. Therefore, once he says it's not a forgery, even if the husband were to say it is, we don't listen to the husband. Mamish the same gemara as we had in the beginning of the day. Okay, fine. Mamish, almost identical flow. That... It's not a biblical requirement to either have, to, to, to make sure that it's lishma or to make sure it's not a forgery. It's a rabbinic. And therefore, for Aguna purposes, we'll, we'll, we'll believe the single witness. And because there's a chazaka that someone doesn't want to embarrass himself, we'll believe the single witness even over the husband. Okay. Now the Gemara says like this, Rava my time in Why does Rava not like Rava? Rava again says that the main purpose is to, is to prove that it was written Lishma. What's the problem with that? Why does Rava not like that? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. The answer is, it's not what he's saying. Right? He's coming into court and he's saying, it was written before me and it was signed before me. According to Rava, that's not really the point. Like, that doesn't really matter. It just means I was there. Then it's an opening to the next question, which is, was it written Lishma? And he says, yes. That's what Rashi says. So that means that if, if Rabba's right, shouldn't the guy get up in Bezdin and say, Befani nechtav lishma, befani nechtam lishma. Like, if that's the point, then make him say that. The fact that he doesn't say that means it's not really the point. That's what Rabba doesn't like about it. And it's a good taina. According to Rabba, why don't you say, Befani nechtav lishma, befani nechtam lishma. You should say that. So the Kamara gives an answer that's funny, that I think people are good. It would be just okay, fine. But the point is, you address the lishma aspect. So, the Gemara, I think this is. I think people are going to roll their eyes when they hear this. The Gemara says, "Viraba, uh, how does he respond?" The truth is, he probably should say this. But why don't the rabbis require him to say lishma? Too much stuff. People are going to forget. The funny nechtav I could remember. The funny nechtav lishma, the third word, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And then I'm gonna, then he's gonna forget to say it. He's gonna say half of it, and he's gonna get confused. So let him say the easy one, and then we'll have a conversation. Don't make him say lishma. The funny nechtav I can do. That's two words. The funny nechtav lishma, it's three words. It's it's. 
Yeah, it's it's no, it's it's confusing. No, it's sort of understood. That's I think the point is it's understood. So therefore, you don't say it. No, no. Gemara the, is saying the reason why we don't require you to say it is because maybe it is understood. But the point is because if I'm required to say it and I might forget to say the third word, then it's going to be even worse. So the Gemara is saying like a guy can remember b'fani nechtav, b'fani nechtav l'shma. That's already too much. So the Gemara speaks it out. Hashanami asim So why do you trust that he's going to say b'fani nechtav? The answer is chad mitlas goyz. One out of three words you might forget. Chad mitarti loy goyz. Hey, I'll remember b'fani nechtav. B'fani nechtav l'shma. I'm already confused. Okay, fine. There are people like that. I think if you go to people, you're like, okay, repeat it. Just remember, funny enough, I'm okay. Remember, funny enough, I don't know. I'm all confused now. I'm confused now. The Rabba, so my time in Lamech Rava, why does Rabba not like Rava? Because again, Rava's thing is that he's testifying that the Shtaris, that the, that the, the Edim are not forgery. I'll tell you why. Think about the words. The funny Nechtav. You don't have to say that. According to Rava, the main point is, the funny Nechtam. It was signed. Befani nechtav is unnecessary. Befani nechtav means that the actual document was written. According to Rav, I don't care about the document. I'm, 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 I'm talking about the signatures are not a forgery. So why do you have to say befani nechtav? It's unnecessary. Oh, that's why Rabbah doesn't like Rav. Because the word befani nechtav is unnecessary according to you. Rabbah, my time in Leomachorava. According to you, that the whole thing is that this single witness is proving that it's not a forgery, that the signatures of the witnesses are not a forgery. Then just say befani nechtav. You don't have to say Bifani Nechtav. It's unnecessary. Because Bifani Nechtav just means that the date and the names and the content of the get was written in front of me. Who cares? That's not the point. The point is it was signed in front of me and I know it wasn't a forgery. It's the signatures that matter. What do you, what do you care about the, the Nechtav? What do I care for? So it, the fact that you have to say that means that you're wrong. How does Rava respond? Rav's response is, The truth is, really is unnecessary. So why do you say it? I'll tell you why. In general, how many witnesses do you need to prove a document is not a forger? Two. We said this is the exception because of Aguna purposes. So says Rav, if a person just says, and that's enough, then people are going to start thinking, Oh, a single witness is enough to prove a forgery is fine. They're going to start applying it to loan documents, to other things. Therefore, say something that's different. Say something that doesn't apply to a loan document. You see, if I have a loan document, I'm not sure whether it's legit, and I call you guys in to prove, what are you guys going to say? Right? You'll say, I, I was there for the signature. I mean, you could say... Nechtav, so, oh, so you say Nechtav here, which is meaningless, in order to show, do not apply this to other cases. I'm saying in other cases, Nechtav is really... It's meaningless in this case, too. You still need Lishma. You still hold... No, you don't need Lishma by Nechtav. Oh, no, but he doesn't care about Lishma. Rav is not... Cons- he Yeah, but he, Rav, is, Rav is saying that he has a Chazaka. Everyone says Lishma. I don't have to talk about that. So the point is, so Rav is really saying Nechtav is unnecessary. So why do you make him say it? You make him say it so that people don't apply this heter of one witness to a loan document. Okay, so according to that, you could also say something else, like this was Nechtav deal or something. Well, yeah, okay. So, so, so the Gemara says, so why does Rava not, why is, why does Rabba not bothered by that? Rabba is like, just say B'fani Nechtam. Rabba is like, if we say B'fani Nechtam, people are going to apply it to loan documents. So how does Rabba respond? Rabba responds, me dummy. Rabba is like, no one would apply this to loan documents. You want to know why? There are three differences. Hasam Yadinan, Hacha Bifane. First of all, if you actually want to prove a document is legit and I call you guys in a loan document, you're not going to say B'fani Nechtam. You'll say Yadinan. You'll say, yeah, I know that's legit. 
Even the Lushan Bafane is not something used. So first of all, people are not going to apply this. Secondly, Hasam Over here, what if the the Shliach, right? The Mishnah just says the Shliach brings in and he says that it's legit. What if it's a she? Okay. A woman could also deliver the deliver the get. Could a single person that's a woman testify that a loan documents Adus that the no. It has to be two men. So you can't apply this anyway. I mean, the point is, Rav is like, well, if you don't say people are going to apply this to other cases. Like, no, it's not. This is clearly a heter for agunas. Why? First of all, you're saying funny nechdam, which is not a lushan that you normally require. Secondly, we allow a woman to say it, which we don't allow a woman to, to prove a loan document is legit. Right, and that thirdly... Only, that only applies if it's a woman bringing it up. Okay, but it's possible. And thirdly, and hacha bal mehemna. Also over here, what if the woman herself brings it? Meaning, what if the husband gives her the get and says, it's only a get when you deliver it to Bezdin. And in Bezdin it'll be a get. She has to say, about her own divorce. Would we ever allow by a loan document, the guy who holds the document be like, I saw it, it's legit. Of course not. So these are all reasons to show that this is not something that we apply to other cases. If the woman herself brings the divorce, she has to say, and she's believed. So the point is, this is clearly not something that applies to other cases. Therefore, I don't have to say to avoid people applying it. It has its uniqueness anyway. She brings her own divorce, she has to say, and she's believed. Would you be believed to say that your own loan document is not a forgery? Of course not. It's, it's obviously a hetter for agunas. So the point is, so Rava, so Rava said, the reason why we say is because we don't want chazal, to, we don't want people to compare it to loan documents. And Rava's like, do you know how many differences there are anyway? Therefore, b'fanei obviously shows you're wrong. I just want to end this point. How does Rava, Rava respond? Your first point, that the reason why it's different, because by a loan document, you don't say b'fani nechtam, you say yadinon. Let's say, let me ask you a question, by a loan document, if you said b'fani nechtam, would it work? It would work. So, so therefore, there are, it's close enough. And Rav's point is, that because, uh, because, uh, because it's possible to compare it to other cases, you need to say b'fani nechtav. How about the other two reasons? That is, I guess it's, uh, at least it's, you know, one out of three. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons, over here also, because we believe the woman, because I'm not sure, but even if it is, that would all be a, another under the clause of agunas, that would not still, it's, it's still, it might be that's the mechanism, but, but it, the point is, it's still not applicable to other cases. Right, now, right, we're going to end from here until the end of the daf with a simple question. And that is, let me, let me just explain the question. Very simple. We won't have an answer to today's daf. The question is like this. Let's go with Raba, that he's saying that it has to be Lashma, right? That's the point. He has to prove that the get is written Lashma. Again, written Lashma means that it was written and signed with this woman in mind, as opposed to going to the store, finding an already filled out document. What does he say? B'fani nechtav, b'fani nechtam. Both have to be lishma. Here's the problem. There's a machloikas tanoim. What is the main point of the get that needs to be lishma? Rav Meir feels that all it has to be lishma is the signatures. You can technically fill out, a, you could have a get that was already filled out, everything else, if all the other information is legit. You could print it off online. It wasn't written for you. As long as it's signed with that woman in mind, that's all that matters. 
Rav Liezer holds the opposite. I don't care about the signatures. I care about the actual content of the get. You mean you don't care about the signatures? Obviously, the signatures have to be Lishma. No, he doesn't care because he feels that the main thing is the witnesses that see the divorce actually being delivered is the main thing the that makes the signatures. Revelyezer's opinion is that the whole purpose of signatures is if the witnesses that saw the get pass out or die, you want to have backups. He holds that the actual signatures on the get are merely backups. But still, they have to have been there. They don't have to be. They, no, they don't. They've been pre-signed the document? Correct. You don't even need signatures according to Revelyezer. Oh. So the point is like this. You have Rav Meir who feels... Because they feel that the main Revelyezer's opinion is called Adi Mesira Karti, that what makes the divorce valid is the witnesses seeing the actual delivery. The witnesses who sign it are merely backups if the witnesses who see it are not available. So the point is you have Rav Meir who feels that the only thing that really matters is the signatures. You have Rav Eliezer who feels the only thing that matters is the main body. Nobody says both. But according to Rav, Rabbah, he's saying, Bufani nechtav, Bufani nechtam. Both are lishma. The question is, why do both need to be lishma? It should, according to Rav Meir, it should be Bufani nechtam. According to Rav Eliezer, it should be Bufani nechtav. But why do you need both? So this is like uh, trying to understand what is the, what is the essence of a, of a document. Yeah, I mean, what makes a get... What makes a get tick? According to Rameyer, Eidei Chasima Karti, what makes it valid is the signatures, and that's all that matters. And according to Rav Eliezer, Eidei Mesira Karti, the only thing that really matters is the ones who see it, but the signatures don't matter. So it has to be the valid, the, the body of the get. The point is, nobody says both. So the question is, so why does Rabbah say that I have to say, both need to be Lishma? Nobody holds that. So that's the Gemara's Kasha, we're not going to have an answer. The Gemara says, According to Rabbah, that you're saying, that both have to be Lishma, who is the author of the opinion that you need both the written part of the get and the signatures of Lishma? Nobody holds that. Why? If it's Rav Meir, Rav Meir's opinion is that the only thing that really matters that has to be written Lishma is the signatures, not the body of the get. Why? The Mishnah says like this, the halacha is you're not allowed to write a get when it's attached to the ground. So if you write a get on a leaf while it's attached to the ground, it's not valid because it has the kosav law that it has to be able to be given to her. So if I write the entire get and I sign it while it's attached to the ground, no good. What if I write the body of the get, cut it off, then sign it? Says Romare, you're fine. Why? Because Romare's like, I don't, I don't care about the body. I care about the signature. The signature is the only thing that has the real toikif of a get. You're not allowed to write a get when it's attached to the ground, like while it's on a papyrus, like a leaf. But if you write the body of the get while it's attached to the ground, then you cut it, and then you sign it when it's detached. Because all Rameir holds, the only thing that really matters is the signatures of the witnesses, not the actual body of the get. So Rameir does not require the body of the get need to be Rilishma. Fine. So our Mishnah can't be Rameir. Okay, who is it? Rav Eliezer. But I Rav Eliezer, Rav Eliezer, if it's Rav Eliezer, Ksiva boy, Chasim boy. Rav Eliezer's opinion is that witnesses do not even need to sign a document at all. You don't need them at all. The only thing I'm... For a get... Then how will you know who they are? The signature, you, you need people that saw it being delivered. If a husband writes on a document, writes on a paper, I divorce my wife on this date, these are the names, and you hand it over in the presence of two witnesses, according to Revelazer, that is a valid get. According to Revelazer, how does anybody know that the get was written? Yeah, that's what, yeah. So the, the witnesses that are seeing it... They just see it delivered, they don't see it... There's, there's, well, so according to Revelazer, they have to be there for the writing also. They just have to or it has to be the handwriting of the husband. But the point is... 
According to Rav Leizer, you don't need the signatures of the witnesses at all. The signatures of the witnesses are purely called Dark Yashalom, which uh, uh, dark, uh, 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 called uh, uh, Yishav Oilam, which is that in case the witnesses that were present for the delivery are not around, you'll need to find backups. So but according to Rav Leizer, they're not needed. Right. They don't need to be Lishma. It's right. a simple so problem. Says, I saw such that it was Lishma, basically. You don't I don't know about that. Written up the conceptual. I don't know. Maybe. You don't need to have it written down. While Correct, but I, I could. But you still need the, the body that get to be Lishma. No, I understand. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that the fact that the agent. Yeah, you don't need witnesses at all. You don't need witnesses at all. The Gemara says, so he, the question is, who is Rabbi following? It's not Rav Meir and it's not Rav Leizer. The Gemara says, well, maybe Loilam Rav Leizer he, maybe it's Rav Leizer, Rav Leizer. I thought Rav Leizer holds you don't need the signatures to be written Lishma. The answer is Bechiloi by Rav Leizer Chasim Lishma Deraisa Midirabanan Boy. Maybe Rav Leizer requires his witnesses to sign it Lishma Midirabanan. The problem is it's not true. Rav Leizer holds you don't even need witnesses at all. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Hashloisha Gitin Psulim Deraisanan. There are three cases of gitin that are rabbinic prohibitions, that they're puzzled derabbanan, as we'll see in a moment. And if you use those gitin, the child, you shouldn't use them, but the child that you have is not a mamzer. Meaning, so if a woman accepts this get, it's biblically a valid get, but not rabbinically. She should not use it because it's still not rabbinically a good get. If she does use it and remarries, that child is not a mamzer. What are the three cases that are rabbinic prohibitions, that are rabbinically puzzle? Let's go through each one and we'll see how Revelezer comes up. The Tanan. Gimel Gitin Psulin. I haven't said anything yet. There are three cases of Gitin that are puzzled. Three following cases. I haven't said it yet. Three of the following cases, the Gitin will be puzzle rabbinically. Vimnisis Havad Kasher. But if you use it, but the evidence it's fine, meaning we're not going to make the kid a mamzer. So it's not like you're a married woman who had adultery. Fine. What are the three cases? The first one. It's the husband's handwriting, but there's no witnesses. No witnesses at all. The only witnesses are the ones who saw it being delivered. This is a rabbinically puzzle get. But this is not Revelazer talking. So this is a rabbinically puzzle get. No signatures at all. It's just the husband's handwriting. No, it's not because I have. It's not Revelazer. This is a rabbinically puzzle get. You're going to see in a moment. Revelazer is going to be like, "That's not puzzle derabbanon. That's kosher." Meaning, this is puzzle derabbanon, and we're going to see in a moment. Revelazer is going to be like, "I think that's actually kosher." So the point is, this is the first one that the Tanakama says is rabbinically puzzle. No, no signatures. Or kasev savyad of einol of edim fine yeshal of edim ve'in bozman. Or it's a full get with witnesses with signatures, but it doesn't have a, de- a date. There's no date. That's rabbinically puzzled. There's no date because the gemara is going to say that it causes problems financially. Third one is yesh bozman. Other issues also yesh bozman ve'in ba'aleid echad. Or it's a full get, but it only has one witness. Fine. So the point is no witnesses, but it's the husband's handwriting is rabbinically puzzled. No date is rabbinically puzzle, or the sofa wrote it, and there's one witness, rabbinically puzzle. Okay, what does Revelazar come to say to this? Revelazar comments, I really should get him soon, and it's not kosher. Revelazar, Oimer, Revelazar says the first case that you said is rabbinically puzzle, I don't think it's puzzle at all. As long as it was it was delivered, written by the husband, and delivered in the presence of two witnesses, you don't need witnesses at all. And you could use that a document. By the way, meaning she could collect the ksuba using this divorce from 
uh, you know, encumbered property, that even property that he sold, meaning it is a full divorce, rabbinically also. Why? The whole reason why you have witnesses that sign a document, the sign of the divorce, is in case those witnesses who saw it are not around anymore. But it's not really necessary. So, okay, so back to our problem. Rav Meir feels that all you, all you need, Lishma, is the signature. Rav Eliezer feels all you need, Lishma, is the body of the divorce. So who is our Mishnah like that needs both? So says the Gemara, maybe it's Rav Eliezer, and Rav Eliezer says you don't need the witnesses, that's only re- biblically, but rabbinically you do need Lishma. The answer is no, no, no. Rav Eliezer holds you don't need witnesses at all, even rabbinically. So it can't be that it needs Lishma midurabonon, according to Rav Eliezer. Rav Eliezer cannot be the author of our Mishnah, according to Rav. It doesn't work. So let's throw him out. So now who are you left with? Rav Meir. What's the problem? Because Rav Eliezer doesn't hold, you don't need the signatures to be written at all. So why would I have to say, why would I have to do that? So it can't be Rav Eliezer. Throw him out. Who are you left with? Rav Meir. Here's the problem. Rav Meir does not require the body of the divorce to be written Lishma. The actual nechtav does not need to the Shema. So, fellow Rav Meir, he, oh, so you're going to say, perhaps okay. Rav Meir needs the body of the divorce to be written rabbinically Lishma. Meaning, biblically, he holds it doesn't have to be written Lishma. Maybe it's rabbinically needs Lishma. Here's the problem. Hamer of Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Oimer Hayer Rav Meir, Rav Meir used to paskin practically, Afilu Matsu Ba'ashba, Vichasu Venasla Kasher. Rav Meir held that if you go to the garbage and you find a divorce, no signatures, but you find a divorce that has the same names as you, has the same date, has the same everything, you could take it out of the trash, get witnesses and use it. Because you don't need the body of the divorce to be written Lishma, even rabbinically. And don't tell me that when Rav Meir said that statement that you can go to the trash and use it, he meant only biblically, but you can't actually use it rabbinically. Because then Rav Meir shouldn't say, Oymer Hayer Rav Meir. Rav Meir should say, Oymer Hayer Rav Meir If I tell you something is mutter, and then, I, and then you ask me like, and then you tell people, and I'm like, no, I meant mutter midaraisa. I didn't mean mutter derabonon. It's also derabonon. Well, then you should say that. Rameir just got up and said that if you go to the trash and find a document that has no signatures, you could use it. The implication is that you could use it both biblically and rabbinically. Then Rameir should say, this is true biblically, but not rabbinically. So meaning, it comes out that Rav Elazar holds you only need the body of the get to be lishma, both biblically and rabbinically. You don't need the signatures. Rameir holds you need the signatures biblically and rabbinically, but you don't need the body biblically or rabbinically. Nobody holds both. So why does Rabbah say that you have to say lishma when nobody holds you need both lishma? That's the question. We'll deal with We're it tomorrow. Hanging. We are left hanging. We'll stop here. My pleasure. Because Rabbah's point